I want to add something to the previous episode, which occurred to me after about seven minutes of it. The urgency of attending to the present, of giving it our full attention, of concentrating, of being completely absorbed, not to say obsessed by some present activity, is one that invites two comments. One of them is that we can sometimes observe this in other people and especially in children. Children who can concentrate, who do concentrate, who get completely absorbed in some activity are awe-inspiring in the way they are deriving pleasure from the activity of the present moment. And when you see a young child take on some activity something that might involve making something or drawing something or playing with something or inventing stories with dolls or whatever it might be, it's absolutely fascinating. And as I say, I, I use the word advisedly awe-inspiring, how absolutely, totally absorbed by the activity they become. This is all to the good, but what I want to say about this is that how often do parents start to worry about this, uh, particularly if it involves technology, particularly if the child is absorbed by a computer game or by something on a, a television screen or whatever it is. But if you observe the child totally absorbed by what it's doing, what is it that says to you, I should stop this? What is it that says to you that the child's non-conscious brain isn't doing something that moment that says this is good, this is growth, this will be something we learn from, this is important, this is worth doing? And the parent who doesn't have that brain and isn't involved in that activity actually looks on this and feels an obligation to stop it. And I think that this is regrettable and I don't think that parents should succumb to it. And that brings me to my second point, the flip side of this. Let's suppose that you or I or someone else is engaged in attempting to live by the principle of living the present, of absorbing themselves in current activity, of, as you might say, becoming a little bit more like the child absorbed with its game or its construction project or its art or whatever it might be. We try and do that. We become obsessed by it. We focus on it. And how often do we have an experience where somebody else, often someone very well-intentioned towards us, but somebody else, or perhaps a stranger, says, I don't see the point. Why are you spending so much time on that? And the phenomenon we're looking at here is, this, as I say, the flip side of the parent looking at the child's absorption in awe, but worrying about it, that somebody else not being in our shoes, not having our non-conscious brain, not having our interests, not being where we are on life's trajectory, looks at what we're doing and doesn't understand it. Doesn't understand it in just the way that we talked about before, where if we encounter something new or novel or challenging or alien, we tend to reject it. 
So they, looking at what we're doing, let's take this example, someone looking at this podcast and saying to me, what on earth are you wasting your time doing that for? Nobody will listen to it. Nobody's interested. It's simply not worth doing. Stop doing that and do something else that I think is more worthwhile. Now, that's just a very small microcosmic example of what happens in life all the time, where we seem to feel an obligation to tell one another what we would do in their position, in their situation. And this is extraordinarily damaging. This is, at a small individual level, Another example of the practice of being governed by something external to yourself. The kind of thing that on a global scale takes the form of us being governed by religious principles or philosophical principles or society or what people think, whatever that means. And finding ourselves compromised Finding ourselves, to relate this to the previous episode, finding ourselves in two minds about whether we should be fully occupied and absorbed in and fascinated by our present because people are introducing doubts, because people are introducing questions, because people are challenging and thereby producing a sort of two-mindedness so that we feel that we are not allowed to do what we think we should be doing because other people don't approve of it. Now, this, as I say, is unimaginably damaging because if you look at anybody who has ever achieved anything in life, they have all been obsessives. They have all been people who get their minds focused on something from something like Bill Gates writing his DOS programs in his garage, or Steve Jobs, or Elon Musk, or whoever else it may be, Immanuel Kant, Plato, Socrates, Aristotle, almost everybody that has made a mark upon the world has been an obsessive. Someone who, irrespective of whether anybody else understood what they were doing, least of all agreed with what they were doing, agreed with what they were saying, or thought there was any point to it, nevertheless had the courage and the determination to say, I'm going to do it anyway. I don't care that you think I'm mad, bad or sad. I'm just going to do it anyway. And I think that what we're seeing here what we can see an example of here, whether it be the parent who doesn't understand the child's obsession with whatever it may be, or the well-meaning friend or maybe an enemy who doesn't approve of what it is we are trying to do and the way we are trying to absorb ourselves in the present to follow the Dewey principle and live in the time we live and not some other time and extract as much of the meaning from the present as we can and so in not understanding it attempts to criticise it and stop it and inhibit it and persuade us to do something else for reasons ourselves, the sort of if I were in your shoes argument is something we should almost always ignore. We just can't be where someone else is. It's not possible. But neither can they be where we are.
So we should ignore the siren voices calling us onto the rocks. We should have the courage of our convictions. We should do in the present as fully as we can with all the energy we can muster and all the powers at our command, however limited they may be, we should do what we think it best to do right now.